Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. As we open the Word of God, we open the Word of life, the Word of faith, the Word of revelation power. Yes, Lord, the eternal Word that lives and abides forever. Heaven and earth shall pass, but your Word Every word that proceeded from your mouth indeed will remain eternally. From eternity past to eternity present to eternity future, even the new heavens and the new earth, your word is with us, is steadfast. We give glory to Almighty God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you very much. Welcome everybody to the house of the Lord. I can see the holiday season is over and um, some of you are really tanned and all that sort of thing. And you've been to the sea or you've been all over the place and we're very glad to have you, especially now as we are preparing ourselves to enter into the Daniel fast, which by the way starts tonight with a blast of the trumpet. When the trumpet blows tonight, that means we into the fast. I hope everybody will not only begin the fast, but you will end the fast and receive your reward because of your consecration. Can you say amen? I hope everybody will get closer to God. Tonight we'll deal with approaching God, approaching God. Many people don't even know how to do that. They don't understand the word in the Hebrew, it's the word tzum, it's just, it's a, it's a noun, but it actually speaks in the Hebrew letters. When you talk about a fast, that word tzum, where the Lord says in the word, you shall hold a fast for me. Then in the New Testament, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away. Then they will fast from the Sermon of the Mount. When you fast, not if, when you fast, then follow the following procedure as Jesus talks about prayer and fasting. In the Sermon of the Mount, the, literally the, shall I say, constitution of the kingdom of God, that Sermon of the Mount is the most powerful sermon ever recorded in the history of this planet. When the Savior speaks nonstop and lays out the foundation of prayer, saying, when you fast, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Separate yourself. Be holy unto God. There is a purpose behind the fast. Fast is not a mere changing of, of diet because fast is a time of serious consecration, devotion. The year 2024 is ahead of us. The year with the open door. The open door of heaven. We might see the return of the Lord. We might see the departure of the church this year. Again, I was amazed at the scriptures, going through the scriptures where Jesus in um, the prophetic sermon speaks about the final hour and how the things will happen in the final hour. 
I don't want to get into that. But then he says something. As the Antichrist spirit is emerging, he says, behold, I have set a trap for the nations, even a snare, and they shall step straight in it. They shall fall by it. The Lord is at the door, ready to judge. For us, it's the time of readiness to consecrate. It is the period of, of, the, of the year, each year. By the way, this is our 34th Daniel fast coming up from tonight. 34 now. From the year 1990 to 2024. 1989, 1988. I didn't know how to get the church all the church to get involved in a fast. We did 40-day fast. And then I saw that people did the 40-day, we did a water fast. And I saw that people would drop out two, three days, they're gone. They're not fasting anymore. So that's when I prayed. And that's where, because I read the Bible all the time, immediately the book of Daniel was opened to me, a remarkable prophet of the Bible. And that's when I saw what Daniel did and I said to the people in 1990, I said, let's do a Daniel fast. There was no, not even a talk about it, nowhere, not, not anywhere that I've seen in the Christian world. Nobody spoke about a Daniel fast. But I saw Daniel, the impact of just that measure of self-control, and I ate there no pleasant food. Neither wine nor meat came into my mouth. Then I saw how the prophet in Daniel 1 requests that they will be fed with water and vegetables only. Daniel 10, I ate there no pleasant food, neither wine nor meat came into my mouth. And when I saw the word meat, I said, Lord, we're going to follow Daniel, and we call it the first Daniel fast. Today, everywhere you hear people, churches talking about the Daniel fast. There are even books written. There are people, doctors writing about, medical doctors writing about the Daniel fast. And so we have this. Now the Daniel fast is everywhere. Pastor Clive phoned me and he said, well, they're starting the Daniel fast now, this week. And um, we're all everywhere. You hear the people do it. What is then this consecration towards God? Um, let me just go to the book of Daniel, actually. I will go to Daniel chapter number one. And as I go into Daniel one, this sets the scene where Daniel and his friends are now requesting from the chief of the eunuchs if they can only have, you know, water and vegetables. They fasted. But today I want to talk about the reward. I also want to talk about what is a fast? How do you do it? You know, it's like, it's a thing that just in this week I, I saw the children uh, in the house talk about no man, no uno, just yesterday, children, because they don't understand it. I would actually have every child, even in the Sunday school, hear what I'm saying. There are times of devotion. Never before in the history of the planet have we come to such a critical period of time. While worldwide there is turmoil, America, the United Kingdom, even Turkey got into fighting 
and send aircraft into um, Syria as well as Iraq from the South, America. And there's also the UK fighting in the South, sending out the Super Hornet. You know, you know the Super Hornet aircraft is like, you know, what was that, that movie that I don't think of movie titles. It was uh, Tom Cruise and whatever. Mac 1, Mac 2, Mac 3, whatever Mac it is, but it was there. Top Gun, okay, he's not the buenste skatseker. I don't know. I don't know anymore. But those planes were used against Yemen and they took out Tomahawk missiles and precision guided missiles. You can't believe it. They put those bombs through the windows of buildings. They decide that window, that's where that culprit lives. Send him a package of one of those those very special, special, specialist, navigated, precision missiles. Unbelievable how they do it. And they did it. And in the meantime, we've got the Israel war that's going on. And we've got all sorts of things happening on the planet. There are this year, as I said in the prayer meeting, and yesterday well attended, the prayer meeting, I said these words. I said that now there are literally... Uh, it's gone up to um, 60 nations this year and counting because I think Britain's also going to have it towards the end of the year that will have elections. They will touch, including India, the United States with elections. They will touch f 4 billion people of half of the planet of nations will be voting this year, which again tells you Right around the planet, you have these struggles for supremacy and you have, you have this, this, like, the waters are very turbulent all over. We need to pray. That's why we're here on this Saturday morning. Now more so, it is the time of extreme devotion. Daniel gets favor and then after 10 days, we see that here, that... Um, Verse 17 of Daniel 1. As for these four young men, God gave them. They were having just food, vegetables, vegetables and water. And after 10 days, look, look at this, verse 17. These four young men of God, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and the wisdom of God himself that he gave them. And Daniel had, on top of that, the reward of understanding all the visions and dreams. And again, in verse 20, as they were examined before King Nebuchadnezzar, in all matters of wisdom, understanding, how many matters? All matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. He found them 10 times. Let me say that again, 10 times times better than all the magicians and the astrologers who were in his realm. Then you see later Daniel in chapter number two, he has understanding of visions and dreams and he gives the interpretation of the dream of Nebuchadnezzar of the great statue. Daniel gives the layout of the success of nations that would come and be dealt with by God, all those nations right up to the final hour. In that dream, 
Daniel gives the interpretation now. It's unlocked him. Devotion unlocks. Consecration, fasting unlocks. It changes thing, things. Above all, it changes me. It changes you. Okay, so in Daniel chapter number three, again, there's a situation where Nebuchadnezzar also now has a dream. And we see again, in this case, we see how that first and foremost, he has the dream, then he builds a, a, a statue and he wants all people to worship the statue. You also have the story of D Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the lion's den. As we go through those chapters, we find out chapter after chapter how God was helping not only Daniel, but those guys that just did not compromise. They were just that devoted to God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery oven. They would not turn. They'd rather burn in that oven than what they turn and compromise. And God took them into the oven and out of the oven and they lived on and they gave glory to God. In Daniel chapter number five, again, Daniel gives the layout of many, many tekel ufarsin. Those are the Aramaic words that were spoken there in that the dimension there of Babylon. He gives the layout of that vision. In chapter number six, uh, he moves on. It's the night of Belshazzar, and that's where this happens, and the end of the, the Medo-Persian Empire, when Belshazzar comes to the end of his life. Now the rest of the chapters are of the most profound prophetic scriptures that form the very backbone of the rest of the prophets right there from chapter number seven to chapter number 12. Interesting also is chapter eight with the Antichrist coming out of the Grecian Empire. And then also chapter number 11, the whole Grecian Empire history written in advance. If you study these things and you study world history, you see God give the history of a nation from its inception when it's born right to its end. How about this country that we're living in? God knows our past. He knows our presence and our present time. And He knows our future, your future. He knows it. He knows what's on the road for all of us this year. This is the time when we pray and we devote our lives to the Lord. Now let's go on with this. And uh, let me just talk about things. And I want to just bring this in a perspective of practicality that you can see what it's all about. And for those of you taking notes, always very important to take notes and always go with the sword of the Spirit, wherever you go. I have one in my car, in the, in the cubbyhole, there's one. In the second car, in the cubbyhole, both the Volvo and the Jeep, they got Bibles in the cubbyholes. I take Bibles everywhere, on the cell phone, everywhere. I don't go without the Word of God. I live the Word of God. I spend my life in the Word of God. And I can tell you today, follow this. Number one, 2024. Let's get practical. Let's get like it is. Number one, set a new goal for 2024 in your life. Set a goal, your vision for this year, so that it becomes a thing that you're praying about, Lord, I would love to see in this year, the following will happen in my personal life. Lord, I need your help to achieve a goal. Let's say an academical goal. Let's say a spiritual goal, drawing closer to God. Let's say I need a promotion. Let's say 
I need my money matters sorted out. Let's say I have interrelational problems of sorts and you want a marriage to be sorted out. You want, you want God to answer your prayers, even sickness, disease, infirmity, whatsoever. You, want to, you just want to enter the year with the Lord in your hand. You've got the, your hand in hand with the Lord Jesus Christ. So you set the goal. Philippians 3, 13, 14 says, but the one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, we have to do that. Remember last week when I spoke about the past, the things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. In our case now, we're talking 2024 and this may set the platform for the rest of your life. It's that important. I press towards the goal, the vision for this year that I carry in my heart. What would you like to see happening successfully in your life this year? I press ahead towards those things to press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call, the ultimate thing where you depart to be with the Lord of God in Christ Jesus. Secondly, in order to achieve my goal, I need a strategy. That's the thing we're always talking among church leaders. I was teaching that in New Zealand with the church leaders in the South Island, the North Island, in Christchurch, in Auckland, right there next to the All Black Stadium, uh, Eden Park. I was teaching the church leaders there in the Far East, out Waco, Texas, church leaders and across the United States that came together there. And again, it's all about strategy. What is my strategy for you for this year to achieve the maximum impact practically you with your life? How would you, how would you, what, by what means, what is the method? So what I've done here, I've said the means and the method. By what means and by what method? Therein, and those two words, means and method, are keys because how am I going to achieve it? And what will I bring into my life uh, in terms of a method of achieving that? So we start with the Daniel fast. Then we will talk, maybe I'll come back to this. I just touched it last Sunday, overcoming those things in your life that are toxic. But let me just say again, the means and the method. We begin in our method of achieving closeness to God and achieving our vision and our future and God's guidance. Tonight, I'll be talking a lot about that. God's guidance during the course of the year as we want to walk in the Spirit, we want to draw close to God. By what method? We start off with a Daniel fast. We consecrate these 21 days to the Lord. Now, let me just talk about the Daniel fast in general. Daniel fast is like, is like it's not, draconic, it's not militaristic, it's something you decide 21 days you're separating to God. Some may say, as they often do, 21 days I'll water fast. Some say seven days I'll water fast. Some say I will just have food and vegetables and I might add fruit to that. Some say I would do that plus maybe water and sometimes black tea or black coffee. For example, these are all examples, but for 21 days, I'm going to bring this discipline and I'm going to connect this with my prayer life. 
So I'm praying, I'm holding that visionary goal before the Lord. I pray over it. I get scriptures over it. Are you following me now? This is the devotion. This is the practicality of a Daniel fast. It's not just, okay, we start eating vegetables. Now we're eating vegetables for 21 days. Meaningless like that. It's because Daniel saw he could compromise in the presence of that king. And they were in fastings often in his life, certainly. Like Daniel 10, you see him fasting 21 days. Angels appear. There's communication from heaven. Prayers are answered. When you fast and you're aware of that fast, every time you eat, you think of, of God. You think of drawing closer to God. You think of achieving what is valuable to you and to your family and to your house and your health and your finances, spiritually, physically, your body, materially, whatever means you have in financial or assets, whatever, and socially in your relational life. You look at those things, physically, spiritually, materially, socially, those four legs. And even to a large extent, I would say emotionally, because people go through emotions that you would gain what you so passionately desire this year of 2024. Give the Lord an advanced praise offering for that. Amen. So if you've done the Daniel fast for many years, like this number 34 now in a row, then remember, this we do, there's got to be a goal, then there's got to be a means, and the method I use to start off my year is a 21-day separation, basically, of, of vegetables and fruit and water. And that is it for the 21 days. Then after that, we look at other things. During the period, I have to deal with things which I call overcoming toxicities, toxic situations. And I have divided that into spirit, soul, and body. So you want to purify during this period of time. It is really something that I set my mind to. I want to draw closer to God. Tonight we start with that. I want to draw closer to God. When you do the fire conference, it's all about restoring the flame of God. Listen to this. Listen to this. The Daniel fast and then the fire conference that is the last seven days of the Daniel fast. It's restoring the flame of God in my heart, follow me now, in my heart, the passion, the fervency, the excitement, the joy, when I just got born again, saved, got filled with the Holy Spirit. How did you feel when you just got saved? Let me see your hands. Did you enjoy that? Amen. So God put a flame in your heart. How about joining us and say, Lord, bring back the flame or restore it to full power for 19 or actually 2024. How many of you say, amen, we want it in our lives. That flame's got to burn very bright. Because in that, I want to talk to you in the seven-day period of God speaking through the flame. And what a flame in Scripture signifies. Now, there are several categories when God begins to hear, when you heard the voice of the Lord coming to you through the flame, through the fire. When you're on fire, you hear God better. But we'll get to that later 
when we get to the last week and we have the fire conference. You hear God better. You see better. Your eyes are illuminated. Your understanding works better. Memory, everything just works so much better. When you are aflame and you're constantly burning in your heart for the Lord. So we're looking at the situation that happened to you if you've been born again, if you've been saved, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, who was ye to? Who as ye know? How were you? How are you now? Let's get that back. Let's get the fire burning. Let's bring the flame of the Holy Spirit to full power in our lives. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a praise offering. Okay. Number one, spirit. Number two, soul. Number three, body. Spiritually, the purification must take place. Therefore, having these promises, 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, I like this one. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, beloved, you sitting here, all of you, let us change ourselves, cleanse it, cleanse ourselves from what? All filthiness of the flesh that impacts your spiritual life and the spirit where there's a lack of communication with God, a lack of consecration, lack of prayer, lack of a lot of things, not reading the word and all that stuff. Perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Maud said something a couple of weeks, a month or two ago. It's not even that long. It's about six weeks ago. She said, God is incredibly holy. And I think we fail to understand just how holy He, the Almighty God, is. So to get into that flow with Him, we have to convert into a life of holiness. Paul writes, perfecting holiness. How? In the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord causes us to depart from all evil. This is a period of cleansing spiritually and then your soul. Here we have James 1.21. I just have a single verse because time is, I, I'd really like to just get through this. I could always come back to something. In 2 Corinthians 7.1, concerning your soul, therefore having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. And James 1.21 Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, you hear that second time, and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word. He lives within you. He's the living word. He's in your heart. When you've received Jesus, you've received the living word, and perfecting your holiness, receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your nefesh, your soul. It's the Hebrew word nefesh. That is as um, a watchman, he calls it intellect, the will, your will, your intellect, your emotions. That is submitted to God. That's all of the realm of the soul. Or as he lays it out in his book, The Spiritual Man, 
watchman knee. He talks about the spirit, the soul of the body, then the works of the flesh, the works of the soul and the works. What does the, what's the function? What's the function of the spirit, the soul and the body? Because we are spirit, soul and body. First Thessalonians 5 and 23, 24, where it says, may the God of peace sanctify you holy. May you be completely restored to God, spirit, soul and body. Those three things of the New Testament. And it says here, your soul will be saved by the implanted word. Because if you take this book and you read it all the time, every day of your life, you're always in the word. You carry it with you. You listen to it in your ear, maybe an audible type of version of, let's say you're listening to the New King James Audible and you're listening to that. More does that every single day. I take a different method when I, I make notes as far as I go. And uh, she would listen and she would go through those chapters and people have different methods. I've also listened the whole Bible like that in a year. Takes you 71, between 70 and 72 hours nonstop and you're gone right through the Bible. So it's not that long, but if you do it on a daily basis, you spread it over the year. When you start knowing the Word and you start thinking the Word, then you get to a point where you're a doer of the Word and not a forgetful hearer of the Word. But we're going to get to more of this as I speak about comprehending, understanding the Word. The third dimension after the soul uh, is, just quickly now, body. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves, there's the body, from all filthiness of the flesh. Now, with that, we have Galatians 5 and verse 19 to 21. Now, the works of the flesh, Galatians 5, 19 to 21. The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. That's the sin nature that we all have because of the sin of Adam and Eve. Uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts, outbursts of wrath, that old temper thing, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice it, it means to practice it as a way of life, such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are the works of the flesh and the Bible says cleanse ourselves. So it's the 21 days of spirit attention, soul attention, body attention. Spiritual, that purity of, of re, the going through repentance and approaching God. We'll talk about that tonight. So your, your spirit is in total harmony with God. It's a very important thing. Just a very important thing. I cannot pray a day in my life if I don't feel the presence of God in my study. I just cannot go on until I know I've made a connection. I want to go with that tonight. I've made a connection. This is it. And I feel the presence of God like right now. I feel the presence of God very clearly actually on me now. So I would like that everybody would have that experience as we enter the Daniel fast, let's do this thing right. And the body, therefore, it's got the works of the flesh and it's, it's a thing that is a problem. The Bible says we all stumble often. And the Bible says Romans chapter 2 and chapter number 3, all have sinned and have come short, verse 23 of 
the uh, glory of God. Now, through repentance and walking the road, coming close to God, we can restore that. Then there's toxicity. Now, I'd like to um, uh, just talk about this toxicity in this time that we have this morning. It represents harmful things and ways of life. We must again pray about that tonight. I know this is a very important part. Dealing with toxicity. Vergiftiging, which is harmful. There are more than poison, which is harmful to you all the time. You look at there's various types of toxic habits. Toxic habits. Just foul, foul habits that people have. I don't even know how to, I, I, I really, I, I, I find it difficult even to talk about this. Because in this immoral world where we live in, I often have to block my mind, just block out even thinking of the filth that people get themselves into and the defilement. Do you know what? It starts at a young, young age. Do you know what? How many times I've stood in this church since 1986, right up to this moment, how many times I have preached, 88, after that, and with the Daniel fast, that we have casted, we cast out demons from young people. How, I thought, who komala dar? How did they even get so defiled. And those demons that spoke in those days that would speak out and cry out, define themselves and how they came out. Wow. I went through fast after fast, sometimes water fast, sometimes partially water fast. Sometimes I would let's say take, take tea and coffee during the course of the week in a normal manner and then just fast and then go through weeks and weeks and walk around praying and then I get into the church and I find that they're young people and I've had them cry out and say, go away from us, the light is blinding us. Or they would say to me, go away from us, we're burning, we're burning and they scream and the demons come out and I say, how is it, Lord, how is it that these young people, these young people got so defiled that the demons took over their lives. Now you have to exercise the demons. And there is a principle about demons. Now, a few people will know this, but I know it. I've been taught so by a previous generation that did so and knew so. My goodness. And uh, it's like if, if a person has a perverted demon, a life-transforming demon, and wants to be like that. You can't stop that. You can't get that demon out of them. They have to have a total surrender, repentance, when they totally surrender, and they, like the demoniac of Gadara, Mark chapter number five, you have the demoniac of Gadara, where he ran and shouted out from afar, and he fell down at the feet of Jesus. And then the Lord begins to address the reason when he speaks to those demons. And he says to those demons, he says, who are you? And then he says, well, we're a legion. 
And uh, the whole story that goes on there, you can read that section there in Mark chapter number 5, the demoniac of Gadara. And uh, we are many. He speaks in, in singular form, singular, you know, like I have and then we. Look at the I and the we, the plural and the single, if you read that, that section there. Where the strong man speaks on behalf of the legion. And they all come out. And then they go into the pigs. And the pigs storm into the, into the lake of Galilee. They drown themselves. When a demon goes into people's lives, they go off their normal minds. And except they want to come free. If they want that, and there's no sure, then you can't get the demons out of them. One man that was very defiled said to me, I'll never forget those words. With that, he spelt out a doom over his own life. He said, even if they developed a tablet to treat my particular condition now, he says, I don't want to take that tablet. I'm very happy the way I am. Right there, he sunk his boat of life. Toxic and foul habits. Fail gewoontes. Toxic things like, listen to me, the internet. It's like, an internet is, is like a type of a thing that signifies the web of a spider. The web, the world wide web. It's a spider's web. It's full of spiders. And people toxify in hot viet. What do I say after all these years? Parents leave children alone. Those children afterwards come for deliverance. Parents don't control their children like a parent ought to practice holiness in the fear of the Lord. Be concerned about that child's future. Be concerned about what they're thinking about. Be concerned. Many a young man, young woman that could have served the Lord are not serving the Lord because they've been caught in a web of demons all over them. The brightness of their minds being captivated by pornography. The lust of the flesh totally in command. Daniel fast is coming up. Daniel fast starts tonight. I don't even want to get into the statistics. We had a man called Brett Huddleston here. He needs to come back sometime. Just talk about the internet, what's on the internet and how to get out of that. It builds walls, it builds blockages to spiritual light big time. It's a time of humility, very lowliness before God, and getting rid of the foul habits, unclean habits, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Let me go on, time's going to chase me now. Toxic substances, all kinds of toxic things, people eat poison into their lives. Harmful tablets, addictive substance, with drugs, of course, but it's the devil so sleek. I tell you what, the devil is so sleek on these things. Addiction. Everybody say addiction. Think about that. And then say Daniel fast when you think about that. Toxic attitudes, 
You know what the word attitude means? Let me just define it for you quickly. It's very easy. Attitude is a way of thinking that impacts your behavior. It can be a way of programmed, experiential exposure to the wrong things that put you in the wrong mind to develop an attitude. That attitude could be positive, could be godly positive, or that attitude could be completely defiling. It could be negative, and it sets itself up as a stronghold. It captures the soul, and wrong thinking follows wrong attitudes. And what you think about is where your body goes. The flesh always follows, except you surrender to God. Toxic attitudes. Then you also have and I'm going to give some books that you can read, possibly get hold of those books, some of them more difficult to get hold of. Uh, to um, a, a toxic people and toxic relationship. There are people, here it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived, bad company, this Amplified Bible, corrupts good morals. Be sober-minded, be sensible, wake up from your spiritual stupor. As you ought, stop sinning. For some of you have no knowledge of God, Knowledge is a way of thinking. And therefore you are disgracefully ignorant of him in conduct and you ignore his truths. Again, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Evil companionships, even companionships. Oh, this is the Amplified Bible again. Communion, association, the new Amplified. Corrupt and depraved good manners, morals and character. Who you mix with, you become like. This is what you call peer pressure at schools. Do you ever look at those, particularly with young people, than the children? They get into bad company. I've had plenty of opportunity of that. Thank God I had some real good godly people that go to church. All my friends, they were like that. They were going to church. But the here weer, daar was am kindersdag gewees wat goed gedoen het, wat jy nie is van wil praat nie. Then, toxic unbelief. So Jesus said to them in Matthew chapter number 17, 20, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, because of your unbelief, because of your unbelief, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. It will move and nothing will be impossible to you. I go on because time is catching me. Toxic and foul habits, toxic substances, toxic attitudes, Toxic unforgiveness, hatred, and bitterness is the next one. People do not, yeah, if you read the Bible, I mean, if you read the Bible, what's the use of preaching the Bible if you don't do the Bible? If the Bible says, when you stand praying, Matthew uh, chapter 6 and uh, Matthew chapter number 5, where Jesus talked, Mark 11, uh, 24, uh, 25, where he says, and when you stand in the 25th verse there, he says, um, he says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your heavenly Father may also forgive you your trespasses. As acne forgiven, I tell you what today, before God, I have got nothing, no grudge against no human soul on this planet. I just don't do that because it affects me. It affects my spiritual walk. Forgive. Toxic unforgiveness goes into hatred, goes into murder, goes into bitterness. I want to quickly give you in this few moments books. The one book is very clear, Pigs in the Parlor. 
of Frank and Ida May Hammond. Frank and Ida May Hammond. A classic. On page 113 gives you a whole list of different kinds of demon spirits. You notice how much of that is connected to the soul of mankind. Then the other one, Richard Foster, a classic that I have, I have clung to all my spiritual walk with God from the moment the flame hit me. Richard Foster, The Celebration of Disciplines. It is a beauty of a book. I think he was one of those Quaker, Quaker Christians in America, and he wrote, I say I think, but what a brilliant man, what a brilliant book to read on disciplining ourselves in this time. Then, The Spirit of Disciplines by a very intellectual, very intelligent professor, Dallas Willard, he's just gone on to be with the Lord. Dallas Willard and the Spirit of Disciplines, it is a classic. I tell you, that one, to read and to understand Dallas Willard is Nohala Dungwar. And then you have also, um, I have books here that is, let me just see here, of, um, there's also, let me just think about that one too, Franklin Hall, Franklin Hall, the ABC on fasting, I don't know if you'll get this, Maybe it's the ABC and the Encyclopedia of Fasting. You need to read books about fasting. And uh, you get Jensen Franklin wrote some books on fasting. You need to cover these things. It motivates you to do what you can do this time of the year. Then we have Franklin Hall there and Encyclopedia of Fasting and the ABC of Fasting and the Power of Prayer and Fasting. E.M. Bounds. He's a big one on Christian prayer. Ian Bounds wrote many books. Just yesterday, one of these books happened to be because I was busy taking books off my rack in my study and landed my look here at Ian Bounds. This man wrote several books on prayer. There's Frank Lobach, a giant on prayer and fasting. Frank Lobach and Brother Lawrence Practicing the presence of God combined in one book. These are things that we need to look for. Play back the tape and get these details. Then there's the power of studying, reading and studying, and then understanding the Word of God. Maybe a bit more about that tonight. Solitude. You can't always be in the presence of God and try to be with God at the same time. You've got to get the disturbances. Cell phones off. I want to tell you, I am amazed. Sometimes they ring after nine o'clock at night when Maud and I always wake up early, always. We are sleeping at 9 p.m. And then there's somebody now phoning, 9.30 or after that. How do you do that? what of the Arda. You know, hallelujah. Now, tonight I'll talk with, about staying with the goal and then finally the reward of answer and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which we'll steer towards during this time. I try to summarize that. I'm not even sure if I got the thing altogether. I'm trying to get it across to you. They're practical steps. Set the goal. Have a vision. Goals. Method. How I do it. 21 days. This is what I'm going to do. I decide. I consecrate. Now I'm going to do this. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to practice solitude. I'm going to be there. I'll be where there are prayer meetings, wherever I can. Get involved with that. I'll be in church. I'll be in the Word. I will consecrate. I 
I, that means you too, all of us, are going to have a brilliant, God-blessed, successful, prosperous, clothed with favor, advance, getting to a new level with God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, illumination, enlightenment, understanding the power of the word of faith so that we can get past the hurdles and get to God with everything that's within us. Would you give the Lord a praise of I seriously want to pray that you will achieve this this year. How many of you want to achieve this this year? It's just an effort to try and tell you, listen people, it's not a normal preach like I'm trying to go to ABCs and trying to tell you, read these books, motivate. It's like, I want to go there, Lord. How many of you want to go there? But how many of you want to go there successfully? Father, you see the hands. We all, we all want to not be faced by the stuff of this world, bad news, negative news, turbulence. We shall walk with God. We shall take the hand of Jesus. We shall be into the word, into prayer, into the Daniel fast, concluding 21 days of self-discipline, endurance, faithfulness, loyalty to the Almighty God. Cleanse us, spirit, soul, and body, O Lord, and help us to achieve our goals and a very strong blessing. Open doors as far as we go. In Jesus Christ's name, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.